You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back, friends, to Live Wild Radio, the fitness and adventure podcast. Because I came up with that little tagline, which is different than our original tagline, and I remember it. Because um, most of the time when Catherine, uh, uh, she does it, uh, she doesn't get it in the right order or something. <laughs> you know, because uh, she didn't come up with it. Um, or it's not on cue cards. You know, <laughs> like our assistant holding up cue cards or having a teleprompter. Right. Yeah, like like we have any of that shit. <laughs> um so, if you're listening to this, unless you are south of the equator, it is now well and truly autumn. And it's dark yep. around 6.30. Uh, the, yeah, because no, actually it's dark earlier than that, sweetie, because I left work at 6 today, mm. rode my bike home in the dark. That's true. Luckily, I have four lights on my bike. Two on the front, two on the back. Yeah. Because Catherine loves me so much that every time, um, you know, I'm not all lit up, she's like worried I'm going to die. <laughs> um, you know, so. Uh, I need somebody to make me dinner. Yeah. Because <laughs> I am the king of taking leftovers and turning them into things. You are. You know, I did that last night. You and it was, it was quite su- good. It was super delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm okay at cooking like fresh ingredients. But I'm a bloody rock star at turning the leftovers in the fridge into something palatable. Yeah. It's like, oh, we got a little bit of this and a little bit of this and... Yeah. Okay. Voila. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. So today, we're going to talk about the... Effects uh, of the fact that it's dark and getting chilly. Yeah. So this is, I guess, uh, a mental health uh, episode. Sure. Getting through this time of the year, this seasonal time of the year. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's common, right? Just the change in season. Yes, they even and call the, it the seasonal glass. seasonal affected disorder. Yeah. I wonder, is that actually in the real book? Like the DSM, you know, the diagnostic manual? The diagnostic manual? Yeah, like the psychological, you know, where things are like uh, official maladies. Yeah. Uh, She's going to Google it now. I am. Is seasonal affected disorder like an actual thing? You know, that, that's a recognized uh, condition. That'll be interesting. Um, because if it's not a recognized condition, at least it is a, uh, what's the best way to put it? Um, a observable <laughs> occurrence. Um, because... Uh, you know, contrary to all the Starbucks commercials and their pumpkin spice lattes, uh, you know, fall has sort of certain things going for it, but uh, the reduced daylight and uh, less than uh, stellar weather conditions to play outside um, certainly can leave you in a bit of a a bummer mood, you know, um, encouraging kind of that that vibe to hibernate. It is official. It is. Yeah. SAD has been linked to a biochemical imbalance in the brain prompted by shorter daylight hours and less sunlight in the winter. 
As seasons change, people experience a shift in their biological internal clock or circadian rhythm, and that can cause them to be out of step with their daily schedule. So it's more common in people living far from the equator where there are fewer daylight hours in the winter. So, so, uh, yeah, so it's a thing. I think uh, n- next time, uh, you know, I'm feeling a bit, you know, run down from, you know, or what have you, I'm just going to call in. Uh, I, I have sad. <laughs> yeah. I, ha- I have a big case of the sad. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's speaking of the microphone, sweetie. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm reading. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely affects people's sleep, loss of energy. Um, you know, just feelings of worthless or guilty, difficulty concentrating, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, man. I've, yeah. I've so at at one point or another had all of those feelings. Do you know, do you know, <laughs> and you have, right? Because we talked about that on our other episode yeah. a while back. The faces of, uh, what do we call it? The faces, faces of, of mental health or something. Yeah. That was a really good episode. Yeah. Not not nearly as popular as our... F- and Alyssa, yeah. right? Not nearly as possible uh, or as uh, popular as our faces of death episode <laughs> no, never mind <laughs> any anybody who who uh you know before the internet you could buy these videos and it was just people dying okay like you know it's like a thing what yeah it was a fucked up thing called faces of death why would you watch that because people are fucked up like you were watching that no i never watched it okay uh, even at a younger age i was smart enough to know there's just shit you can't unsee what they really anyway yes it was I'm the not thing. interested in that yes um <laughs> yeah so getting back on topic and uh, i'm glad that the woman i sleep next to isn't uh interested in that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah getting back on topic um it's i i didn't actually start experiencing it until hmm after your kids were born no pandemic oh okay yeah i think that's when i really started to notice it and I bought one of those um, um, lights you put at your desk. Mm-hmm. What do you call them? Lights. It's a different kind of. Anyways. Full spectrum light or yeah. something. Yeah. Which is different you than. You get it at Costco for like yeah. 100 bucks, something like that. Anyway, um, whatever. There's different shades of it. Yeah. Um, I do find, I guess, LED lighting helpful. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right kind of. No, sorry, not LED, fluorescent lighting. Oh, you find that helpful? Yeah. Oh. I've always liked really rarely bright light. That's why when we go to the climbing gym, that's what they have. Yeah. And I really like that, you know. Um, how about you? Have you always experienced that? Um, yeah. You know, and, and it, it basically partly because most of the things I love to do are mm. good weather things. Yeah. Because, and, and the thing is, there are some things I like to do in winter. But this isn't winter. <laughs> so, right. you know, and I think I think it's one of those things of like being task oriented. Right. If I have a thing to do, I'm happy. Right. And I think for me, one of the biggest things you run into uh, with this time of year, right, because we don't have snow, like it's not winter, but it's just blah out there. Right. It's coldish. It's wet. It's dark. Right? So it's not um, conducive to riding your bike. You're not going to rock climb outdoors. You're not going to really... You can go for a hike, but it's not ideal. You know, 
You're not going to go sit on a patio, have a beer, <laughs> you know, just any of the things that um, are kind of fun summery things, you know, or warmer weather things. Yeah. And I, I think for people who live in condos, mm-hmm. it, it's harder, I say, because um, at least when we had, when I had a bigger um, house that I lived at with a yard. Yeah. I had to cut the grass, I'd rake the leaves, I would like garden, whatever, which is good for you, yeah. right? It's It gets you out there, whereas now we have a lot less. I have a lot less to care for, and so I, I don't know. It's And obviously, inherently, all that's exercise. That's movement, that's yeah. outdoors, fresh air, right? Yeah. Like tonight, I went for a walk, and, and obviously, this is one of the great things you can do is uh, despite it being this kind of year that there's no yet a lot of snow that you can go snowshoeing in or skiing or anything skiing like or that. Whatever. It's very fresh out. Like mm-hmm. It's warm in the house when you get outside. It's nice and fresh and it is very refreshing yeah. to go for a walk at this time of the year. I really like it and it's not like bitter cold or anything. Yeah. Whereas we ran into the thing yesterday, um, partway through the day, like it, it was wet all day and, right. then, and then we had like torrential rains for about an hour. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's just uh, I guess we're not going outside right now. <laughs> you know, it was the beat on the windows yeah. kind of rain. Yeah, so so we bring this all up because obviously, you know, where we're focused on outdoor adventure and fitness in particular, um, you know, and a lot of that was dependent on on the, on the outdoors or even indoors. Like, how do you feel? Does yeah. it, do you still have your mojo? You know, for those of you that need a little of that to go work out, right? Um, it's and it's that. We, we, we both agree that we always feel better um, after working out. Yeah. And there's been a lot of videos on, I've just noticed on Instagram of people who are super buff and they're like, people ask why I do this over and over and over again. And it has nothing, you know, and I, I wouldn't necessarily agree. It has nothing to do with how they look, but they say it's because it's how it how makes I you feel. feel. Yeah. I do this because I feel good. I need it to get through my day. Yeah. You know? And I would agree that. Well, and I think I think one of the yeah. byproducts, if you do like regular exercise and you don't eat like shit, um, if you lift, if you cardio, if you stretch, you know, if you progressively overload, you do that consistently enough, and you're gonna end up looking good, right? So even if you're doing it, you know, a lot of times to feel good, and that's right. one of the things I hear from my clients. Right. It's like, ah, the looking better. That's, you know, losing some weight and getting some muscles and stuff. That's that's cool. But like, I feel good. Yeah. And so I have a question about that. Like how what's the minimum dose that you need to do to get those endorphins going? Um, Whether it be cardio or strength training or stretching or like, <sighs> what is going to be the minimum to get something? And maybe it's dependent on the person as well. Yeah, there's probably some variation in there because the fitter you are, the more you need. Mm. Um, uh, but but like really, you're talking like 15 or 20 minutes is a minimum effective dose. Okay. Like if you were what kind of effort? So well, the shorter your effort, the harder it needs to be. Okay. Um, uh, you know, and but you run into the thing where, like, if you think of, say, something like strength training, um, and I think for a lot of people, this is where, um, because they're time limited, it's where my EMOM things, right, where maybe you pick three exercises, you do a set of one exercise the first minute, a set of the other 
exercise, exercise two, the next minute, exercise three, the third minute, and you just repeat that mm-hmm. five times for 15 minutes. You've done five sets of each exercise. But because you're not getting massive rest in between, mm-hmm. like if you just did a set of five push-ups, a set of five goblet squats, and a set of 10 kettlebell swings, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, it's not the best workout in the world, but you've hit a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to get your heart rate up. And, you know, if you've used adequate load, you're, you're going to cause some, some stress on the muscles. You know, so it's not the perfect way to be a bodybuilder. It's not the perfect way to build cardio. Um, but you're getting a bit of both, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you'll get some adaptation, right? And it's uh, that kind of workout I find to be a kickstart to your mood, you know. Oh, for sure. And, you know, there's nothing better. It sets the rest, the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah, because what did we do this morning? Yeah, so mobility work to start. And then I just did an upper body workout myself. Because yeah, that's what you had programmed. Yeah. And uh, so six exercises in total. It took me about maybe 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And whereas, you know, my workout was 20 minutes of kettlebell snatches and 10 minutes of suitcase carries. Mm-hmm. It was just dumb simple. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's basically... Uh, you know, did sets of three right. snatches, like three one arm, put yeah. it down, shake it out, yeah. three the other arm, shake it out, and just repeat that for 20 minutes. Um, and, you know, I ended up getting a total of 50 reps in 20 minutes mm-hmm. per arm. Mm-hmm. So that's 100 snatches total. Uh, and then basically suitcase carry is to pick up a weight and walk with it mm-hmm. in one hand. And then... You know, walk a certain distance and then switch hands and walk the same distance with the other hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that workout works just about everything in the body as well. Right. Um, uh, and, you know, there's a bit of a cardio there. Uh, and, you know, then tomorrow I'll do something different. Right. Um, but, it, you know, it's a half hour workout. Yeah. And I find, because we woke, around, woke up at around 6.15, yeah. and I asked Winston to help me get up, because, see, there's a thing where I will get up if somebody who does not live at this house is coming over to work, <laughs> to, out. To work out, or I have to go meet them. I'm committed. I'm there. Yeah. Um, I've gone up at 5.30 to go, go bike ride or six, yeah. you know, go get my coffee at 5.45, whatever. And now I'm finding it progressively more difficult to get up. Um, <laughs> so I, I was dragging my butt this morning cause I had not been working out for a bit and, uh, I was getting back into the game again. Um, and I was just glad, you know, I was working on a bit of mobility for my ankle and my yeah. knees cause they were off. Um, but I have no choice. Yeah. And, uh, I always feel better doing it. So, you know, something's always better than nothing. Um, so if you're, you know, sit, been sitting on the couch or you've fallen off the wagon, just go do. Yeah. Go for I a know. walk. Do push-ups. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, obviously, you know, you can you can create a, a program. Yeah. But this first step is just move, period. Well, number one, plan it and schedule yeah. it. Because you're more likely to execute if you have already set an intention to yeah. do it. 
the next day or at some point, you know, throughout yeah. the week. Then just go do. Just And put it on the schedule like your calendar on your phone. Yeah, and actually when you plan and schedule it, plan in advance what you're going to do. Yeah. So when you go and do it, you just do. Um don't worry about it, don't think about it, just do it. Yeah, and, and it, one of the simplest things like if you think about uh you know, strength training, if you just get the five, four, five primary sort of patterns mm-hmm. of push, pull, hinge, squat, carry, right? If you just did like three times a week, you did three sets of each of those, like, you know, three sets of, call it push-ups, three sets of body rows, um, three sets of goblet squats, three sets of kettlebell swings and three sets of suitcase carries and just over time gradually added a little bit yeah whether it's weight reps number of sets you could progress like that for so fucking long yeah (laughs) so long yeah right it doesn't have to be rocket science like if you did that three days a week um and then you know three days a week of you know, some type of cardio could just be like put on a little backpack and go for a yeah half hour to 45 minute walk. And I think too, it's good that throughout your day to have all these little exercise snacks Yeah, that Allison used to talk about who we've had on the podcast. She's a physiotherapist and, um, you know, just to reinvigorate yourself, switch it up, um, get off your butt. If you've been, if you work at a desk job, get some movement in there. In fact, when you're working at a desk job, you want to be getting up every 45 minutes, move around. Yeah. You know, it's a great opportunity to do, say, you know, some kettlebell swings. Yeah, do some body weight squats. 10 minutes of that, you know, say 10 sets of 10, whatever, you know, Um, squats, whatever. Just all those things add up and and they, I think, help you maintain, you know, get some endorphins released. You feel good. Um, so say you're already exercising, you've got that, but you still have a bit of the blahs. The blahs. I I find, and and there's some science in this, maybe you can talk a little bit about this, but the change in temperature, like whether it be you go and splash your face with cold water, but that massive contrast in temperature or going from a a warm house to outside where it's like five degrees outside, fresh air, um, really invigorates you. Yeah. Or, or the other way. Go ahead. Which is getting a sauna. Yeah. Right. Basically, it's kind of getting some, you know, temperature variation from room temperature. Right. Uh, so. Uh, like what does that do to you, physically speaking? Like, what is going on there? Which? The sauna? Cold. Let's cold? cold? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, cold, part of it is just a psychological contrast thing. Um if it's cold enough, and but this would be cold showers, ice plunge, um, go out in your underpants in the wintertime, <laughs> you know. Uh, there's something called cold shock proteins, mm-hmm. anti-inflammatory. Um, you know, you're getting uh, like a dopamine hit, uh, endorphins, you know, basically when you stop doing it, right? Um just like you know if you hurt something and you put ice on it mm-hmm. right initially it, it restricts circulation because uh, the cold constricts but then when you come back into something warmer you vasodilate and you're flushed with blood 
you know, and lots of oxygen and energy. Okay. Um, uh, you know, so, so there's some benefits there both physically, but also mentally, right? You're wide awake, <laughs> you know, when you go out in the cold. Yeah. I found it really enjoyable tonight, like going for that walk after a meal, which actually is something that's really healthy to do. I think you said that there's yeah. been some studies done yeah. that, um, a, a group of people were like populations that go for at least like a 10 minute walk right after a meal have a what percentage chance of not only losing weight? Well, so, so after a number of things like probably your blood sugar. Yeah. Blood sugar is regulated. Like it, basically a 10 minute walk, um, after each meal, mm-hmm. excuse me, uh, is about as effective as the prescription, um, uh, diabetes drug metformin. Hmm. Um, as far as regulating blood sugar. Interesting. Um, uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and, and do you have to be at a brisk walk? Is it a certain, yeah, like, you know, it's a, don't mosey, you know, you don't have to be speed walking like, you know, the old people in the mall with the butt cheeks all, <laughs> you know, um, but, but you know, like just a good yeah. walk. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and for how long would you say that has to be a minimum of 10 minutes? Like that's what the study oh, was done. That's right. I did yeah. say that. Okay. Um, and what they found is that the 10 minute walking group, mm-hmm. uh, with no changes to diet, mm-hmm. um, all they did was, you know, do a 10 minute walk after every meal, mm-hmm. um, after I think it was six months, drop seven pounds. Wow. Which, you know, over six months, if you're trying to lose weight, isn't a huge, you know, wow, you drop seven pounds in six months. But dropping that when you weren't trying to, and it was yeah. body fat. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, there there's basically fitness benefits to exercise. Mm-hmm. There's health benefits to exercise, both short-term and long-term. Um, and then there's mental, you know, uh, and really, I, I hate that we, we make a distinction between health and mental health. Yeah. Right. If you're physically unhealthy, you're probably not mentally healthy. <laughs> and if you're hmm. have mental health problems, you're probably not physically healthy. That's interesting, actually. You know what I mean? To look at it from that perspective. Like it's just health. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, yeah, because we know that the exercise does a ton of benefit. For your overall general health, physical health, but mental health. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just, it just does your health, <laughs> mm-hmm. period. Right. Because, and, and we run into the thing where I think some of the mental health things, you know, uh, the way people would coin them or, or the psychological benefits, um, some of them will come, I think, because your brain is the uh, most metabolically demanding uh, organ in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, if the your body isn't as metabolically healthy or as efficient as it could be, mm-hmm. it can't feed your brain as well as it could be. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, like I saw a really great quote that uh, food is the most overused antidepressant mm-hmm. uh, and uh, exercise is the most underused <laughs> antidepressant. Mm. Um, you know, because, you know, when people are feeling bad, they eat. Right. Right. So I think if we could get more people when they're feeling bad 
to move rather than eat comfort foods, yeah. um, we would see just a dramatic improvement, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and one of, the, one of the other cool things I think you run into is that there's the social aspect, right? We know people's mental health uh, and physical health, like because they're connected, right, um, improves um, the better their social situation is. Um, and so it's adding in things. Like if you can find activities to do in a social environment, yeah, right, dance classes, right, and they're perfect this time of year because it's got to be indoor shit most of the time, right? Right. So dance classes, if you've never done it, start taking jujitsu. Find a school that's you know kind of gentle and playful and good for beginners. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so many people have become addicted to jujitsu, mm-hmm. right? And you have like a tribe and people that you hang out with. And, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, um, it felt good. We we actually just it's been over three and a half years. It's not crazy mm-hmm. that we were members at our climbing gym and shout out decor. Yeah. Um, we just signed up yesterday because we were talking about how, you know, we need to add more activity to our lifestyle and it's something we enjoy. We can do as a family. Um, but also great from a lighting perspective. Mm-hmm. Like Cause it's bright. It, it's bright in there and, and there is people. a tribe. It felt really good going there yesterday. I'm like, ah, oh, it's like we've come home. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like that. It yeah. Cause really, we, we hadn't was, gone like because of the pandemic. No. And it felt very vibrant. There was a lot of people, yeah. people knew each other, people were friendly, you know, and everybody's always cheering you on regardless if they know you or not, if they see you try hard and especially if they see you like a few times they start to, and they start to chat with you and you're trying the same climb. Yeah. You take turns if there's effort there, people always cheer the try hard. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's you're a beginner, you know, or you're an expert. There's this common appreciation for that. You know. Yeah, like and I think that's one of those things like I could recommend to anybody. Um, you know, if you are affected by mood in the fall. Yeah. Um, and especially if you don't have any in winter sports you do. So you it can be just as bad for when winter comes is find something like that where you're going to go two or three times a week. Yeah. You know? It's interesting because growing up, we didn't, in my family, value sport as a means or exercise as a means to um, taking care of your mental health. And I don't think that a lot of people did either. But, uh-huh. Or maybe unless they were nat- naturally an athletic family, but I don't. it certainly wasn't talked about. Um so it's, yeah, it's just interesting. Um, where was I going with this? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah. it's um, definitely something we, we talk about and it's important. Um, so I'm glad to be back at that. So I think, you know, finding the things that bring you joy. Yeah. Be like a kid. Yeah. You're an adult, right? But, you know, get out there and play, you know. We had actually had a tremendous amount of time of good good time with um, our daughters or my um, my daughter's twelfth birthday. We had uh, Winston used to be a DJ, so we stopped in her basement, what you would put in a a, a Legion Hall or something for three hundred people. Yeah, of sound <laughs> equipment and lights, and we had a party for the kids, and we we're like, oh my god, this is so amazing. We got to like extend this a couple more days, and we had our own party with our friends, and yeah. 
and it was just so fun like and we always really enjoy that and this is not exercise as far as like you know a workout watching videos on or on youtube and you know but you know these things are important like again we're talking about mental health here right or overall health and and just making sure that you know you do include the things that bring you joy yeah because with others or it makes you know just life a lot more fun yeah because it, it, it was one of those things like having the music um because in the basement we can really get the you know when you turn off all the lights it's dark as shit down there yeah um with the fog machine going yeah. and uh and we had lasers and a bunch of like you know robotic disco lights <laughs> you know like it was trippy as shit yeah uh and but it was it was one of these things like it's so cool because normally when i dj'd it was you know it's a gig for somebody right i'm yeah. being paid to do it yeah. right but it's like no nah, i'm making playlists you know and obviously i was kind of the dj for amanda's uh but then we we kept the rental gear an extra night and then invited a bunch of people over on saturday night yeah um, and I'm just making playlists with this, like, hey, let's throw some Cure in there, and like, let's throw in this, and we put some Cult on, and yeah. you know, it was like kind of the retro alternative stuff, yeah. and uh, just fun music. Yeah, but it was it was great that you know of all ages, like kids, us um, backgrounds, like everybody was just really enjoying the yeah. lights and the music. It was it was fun. It was good fun had by all. Um, so that was a fun, that was just incredible. Um, and you get some exercise cause yeah, you're dancing. Yeah. Um, cause so, the- so for definitely finding those winter activities indoors that you can go out and do is important. Um, and you know, is for the social aspect as well. I think, uh, you're, we were, we were just talking for a moment about the, the cold therapy yeah. where we mentioned the hot therapy. And we'll do a, a dedicated episode on this on sauna use, but yeah, we got an infrared sauna, yeah, um, and that has its benefits, tremendous benefits. But one in terms of mood, there was actually a study done where um, Dr. Rhonda, what's her last name, Patrick, thank you, she uh, was citing a study where people with um, disorder depression. Um, they were finding that one use of a sauna for about 30 minutes, 40 minutes at the right, you know, and this is a regular sauna, not infrared. Yeah. It's a little hotter. I think they had it all the way up to around. It was um, like 180 degrees. Yeah. Um, actually. 180 Fahrenheit, not Celsius. Basically they were able to, um, they had a a positive effect for about six weeks. Yeah. I think they didn't need to. Was it use some medication or it's quite significant. And she was saying that there really needs to be more studies on this because it's quite the, the, the research and the findings of this one study and you don't want to just rely on one study, but it was quite promising. Yeah. Well there, and one of the fascinating things, there's a ton of research on health benefits of saunas and it's all done in Finland. (laughs) Right. You know, cause they're, they're the, the sauna people. Right. Right. It's a culture. Like a sauna is a social thing. Oh, yeah. Pretty much every household has one. Yeah. It's just expected in the Scandinavian com- you know. countries and in, and in Russia and hot and cold therapy. Like, it's just part of their life. Yeah. Right? The, they, they're, they're basically the 
hot is the sauna and the cold is go outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just life. Yeah. But um yeah, and, and actually they say that in the sauna it also helps with increased concentration, mm-hmm. she's found. Um, but, you know, with her being a scientist, um, you know, and being in the field that, you know, there's a lot of experiments that fail <laughs> and it can be frustrating and demoralizing. Um, she had found that it, just in her own personal experience, she was just saying that it had been something that she had discovered early on um, at the gym and, and really took to. And then it wasn't until that she started to really investigate it further from a health perspective. Yeah, because she's a cancer evidence. researcher. Right. Mm-hmm. It's funny. She's become like a, a health communicator. Right. Um, because she's good at dumbing down, <laughs> you know, stuff that the rest of us can understand. Right. Um, you know, but and, and it's it's kind of fascinating because you've got the uh, like a whole raft of uh, scientists and doctors who are, you know, basically in well positioned to analyze the research and, you know, are pretty concisely conveying to people, um, you know, this is how you lose fat. This is how you improve your cardiovascular health. This is how you sleep better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and because and, between, you know, if you think of it, like uh, Andrew Huberman, uh, Peter Atia, Rhonda Patrick, uh, oh, what's the other guy? Um, oh, the one that criticizes celebrity workouts. He's a doctor. Oh yeah, doctor. <laughs> the the uh, roided up professional bodybuilder who's also a PhD in exercise physiology. <laughs> who's funny as shit, um, Doctor Mike Isretel. Uh, probably one of the premier. Does he get into the health? He's more on in the performance, right? Of what what actually works. Uh, but he, but he, 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 that's the majority of his stuff. But he does talk about health as well. Mm. Um, uh, you know, his his sort of focus is on, you know, hypertrophy and fat loss because right. he's a bodybuilder, right? Right. Um, that's a lot of his content. Right. Um, but then who was else? Oh shit. Uh, it'll come, come to me. Um, you know, but but what we have is like a lot of really real, uh, really brilliant people. Um, oh, Doctor Andy Galpin, um, who's uh, a uh, doctor of uh, sports physiology, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big researcher, you know. Uh, runs a lab, but also works. He, 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 And I think this is the cool thing with a lot of these is that they're researchers, but they're also, they practically work with, you know, athletes or patients or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's not just, well, this is what the studies say, but it's like, this is what the studies say. Mm-hmm. And here's how we've applied it and it's worked in the real world, mm-hmm. you know, because studies have certain limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it is really quite fascinating, you know, because there's more bullshit out there than there's ever been. Mm. Um, but there's also, uh, because of the internet, these people 
um, among others, are also in a position to call bullshit on the bullshit. Right. <laughs> right. Like that's what a lot of Dr. Mike's, uh, Dr. Mike right. Israel's right. um, videos are. Mm-hmm. Right. He's got like very specific. This is how you do it. Yeah. Scientific breakdown. You know. Yeah. Um, he he does three main types of videos. One is like literal scientific breakdowns of this is how a thing works mm-hmm. um, and how to do a thing to get your result you're after. Then he's got um, him taking some type of celebrity, whether it's a pro bodybuilder or uh, just a celebrity celebrity or like a YouTuber. No, taking them through a workout. Oh, okay. Um, and it's ra- basically, you know, uh, just mean because, <laughs> the you know, He's got them training optimally for muscle growth, which is just painful. Mm. Um, and then there's his uh, look at celebrity workout videos. Right. Or, you know, and critique them. Uh, and most of them are bullshit. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, although the one, and I forget what the guy's name was, like a celebrity trainer. Um, well, uh, he did one with The Rock. He was critiquing him and he was impressed with most of it. Yeah. Um, but there, there was one celebrity trainer who was talking about, I forget who he trained for a movie. Uh, and, you know, Dr. Mike's like, yeah. Okay. All of you Hollywood people, fire your trainers and hire this guy. <laughs> <laughs> because out of everything I've seen is the only one that isn't full of shit. <laughs> you know, with a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, Basically, just smart programming, good exercises, no nonsense. Yeah. You know? And it's like, yeah, like that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, like we we are at a point where a lot of this information, it really, and it's a thing. I know it can be probably daunting for people, you know, and that's sort of part of what we're doing is breaking it down into actionable bites. Um, for people to be able to actually do something. Right. And especially things that can get you on that momentum trajectory. Yeah. Right. That give you immediate benefits. I do feel that change in temperature is phenomenal. Especially yeah, for going mood. from warm to cold. Yeah. You know, going for a walk. It's good to get moving. It's just a change of scenery. And it's fresh air. It's really good for you. I find it. Yeah. Um, cold is good to wake you up. Yeah. And then... Um, being cold and then going to warm will put you to sleep, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. you ever get inside when you're cold and you get all wrapped up and it's just very soothing and you're, you're, you're ready just to go right to bed. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about supplements for a minute. And I know vitamin D is a big one. Yeah. You know, because obviously you're not getting it from the sun. Right. Um, so vitamin D, you know, sort of a safe bed is like 5,000 IUs a day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something we do year round just to make sure you always have enough. Right. Um, uh, fish oil. Uh, for mood? Well, basically. body function, get everything. Yeah, because it's anti-inflammatory. It's good for your cardiovascular system. Um, and so if all that's working better, it can't hurt hurt for your mood <laughs> right um because definitely those things not working well can be bad for your mood hydration um yeah properly staying hydrated um what's the minimum we need to be drinking as adults it's a hard 
the only the only like real answer I can give you is it depends. <laughs> um, because it depends how much you sweat. It depends on how big you are. Um, uh, you know, you'll run into the thing where on average, like, you know, kind of a minimum of two to three liters a day. Um, but you want to make sure you're getting enough electrolytes in as well. Okay. So I was just thinking about that, making sure you have all the nutrients in your body to function properly. We've talked about this in the past, but getting your blood panels done, right? See, because if you're deficient in anything. That's right. We had a friend that was deficient in magnesium, I believe. Yeah. I think that's common for women, and that's an energy. It's a boost bunch of you, things, yeah. Yeah, so that's worthwhile doing. If you know, we we always do it once a year to see, make sure everything's where it should be. Or because if there's any drastic change, that's also a, night, a good sign, yeah. indicator of something being off. Yeah. Um. So we talked about vitamin D. Any other supplements? Um. Yeah. So vitamin D, fish oil, magnesium. Uh, magnesium biglycinate is your ideal, the most absorbable form. Um, you know, about 500 milligrams a day. Uh, if you take the magnesium before bed, um, it'll help your body relax and you sleep better. Mm. Um, you know, but if you're like Catherine, she just takes all her supplements in the morning because otherwise she'll never remember to do it. <laughs> you know, so it's better to get it, you know, in the morning um, than not get it at all. <laughs> So, you know, I'm not faulting you on that one. Um, and then uh, enough v- B vitamins, like B12, B6, you know. But th- whether you're deficient in any of these, it's hard to say because it depends on what your diet is, what your activity levels. And that's where, yeah, again... Ideally, you get it from your from your diet. Yeah. You know, um, the... Vitamin D and the magnesium, most people in North America are deficient, right? So that's where supplementing is a pretty safe bet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because with magnesium, because our soil, we get like so many turns of crops per year. Right. Um, it depletes all the nutrients. Either just isn't as much uh, minerals in the soil anymore. Um, so, you know, the the having a lower level of magnesium is pretty common. I think 58% of people in North America when they did a sort of analysis are, are deficient. I was listening to a podcast recently, something where they mentioned about caffeine and co- you know, coffee. Yeah. There was a reason why it was bad um, for health. I can't do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? No, because I have no reason why coffee or caffeine would be It was be caffeine. Bad. It just wasn't helpful. Obviously, it's a diuretic, right? Yep. But that's easy enough um, to get enough fluid it, in. Like if you don't get enough fluid to begin with, yeah, that can be just, a st- you know. But so coffee itself, in addition to the caffeine, has a bunch of polyphenols and stuff in it, which are, are antioxidants. So that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, and if somebody doesn't have like high blood pressure or something like that, then the... Yeah, the, I've been told to drink coffee when I used to give blood. Yeah. Because I'm on the lower end. Um. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, anyways, I, I remember once concluding, I'm like, oh, okay, so I shouldn't, maybe it was because I wasn't drinking enough water and that was just counteracting what I was trying to do because it's a diuretic, right? Yeah, but it, it's not a crazy diuretic, right? Like it's not like a prescription one that bodybuilders would use. Yeah, to but it know. is interesting from an energy perspective because you have caffeine pills. Is is there any, 
negative or downside from taking caffeine pills daily? Um, only the fact that anytime you're you're a habitual user of any Draw. stimulant, um, if you stop using it, you'll probably get headaches for a few days. Right. Because they're a vasodilator. They open up blood vessels. Right. Which is why, you know, in addition to the norepinephrine or adrenaline increase that you get from the caffeine, which is where you get that energy, um, they do open up blood vessels. So when you don't get it, the blood vessels in your brain aren't being triggered to open like they had been. So until your body adapts for that, you can get headaches. Yeah. So curious, because I, I can drink a coffee and go to bed. Yeah. So <laughs> how much caffeine's in a tablet versus uh, in a coffee? Uh, about a tablet's got about twice as much as coffee. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I find the caffeine tablets work for me to like wake up if yeah. I need it, right? Whereas a coffee does not. Well, because it's also the way cause it's, there's cream it's in it too. So yeah, the way the way the uh, caffeine tablets are metabolized, they hit your system. Okay. So it's twice as much caffeine, and it gets in your system quicker. Got it. Um, whereas if you've got cream in your coffee, it slows down the digestion mm. and the absorption. Uh, so so much better though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, but it's always one of those things where yeah. Um, yeah. if you've got less caffeine and you're trickling it into the system, got it. you're never going to get as big of a kick out of yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other takeaways? Yeah. The, the, I think the big one is, uh, you know, anytime you can, um, uh, try to plan in, you know, like physical go out things, go bowling even, you yeah, know, just, yeah. um, you know, where, where you're being social, you're being active, um, all of those things, like as humans, we need that, right? And it's so easy if you're already a little bit tired, you know, it's already dark when you get home from work. It's so easy just to curl up on a couch and Netflix without the chill. Right. Because the, the, that's Netflix and chill is code for like Netflix and sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> but if you're too tired, you don't do the sex part. Um, but you know, but it's yeah. sit around, eat comfort foods, mm-hmm. watch. So you're, you're eating hyper palatable snacky foods. And you're not being active, right? And it becomes a vicious circle in the wrong direction. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, sometimes when you're feeling a little bit, uh, it, it does take like a little bit of just a commitment or a willpower. It does, yeah. To initially move. Yeah. You know, but once you do, yeah, it's like, oh man, that's pretty cool. I feel there, pretty good. I think there's a big difference for people when you schedule things, you pay for them, you commit to them. Yeah. You know. You go do it, whether you are dragging your ass or not. I mean, it's like that when I was coaching soccer on the weekend. I didn't yeah. want to go. But once you're there, it was fun. Yeah. Right? And you're you're not sitting down. You're not eating. Yeah. Yeah, I think half the reason we overeat is yeah. we're bored. We're bored. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, it, and it, it's one of those things. If you find those fun things, and it, like, and that's where, like with us as a family, it's like off to the climbing gym, you know? Uh, or, you know, whatever, um, you know, go play laser tag, go play paintball, go cross country skiing or, you know, whatever as the weather permits, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever things you can get, uh, 
people out, you know, like as a family you go do. Because yeah. I think one of the problems that happens so much with parents, mm-hmm. they take their kids to things. They the kid's know. active, they're playing not. soccer, yeah. you know, but then they're just sitting there. Right? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that. <laughs> For all you Jordan Peterson fans or, or not fan, <laughs> um, there's a chapter in his one book called The Book of uh, 12 Rules, Rules of for Life. Life. And it's uh, take care of yourself like you're somebody you're, res- you know, you're responsible for. Yeah. And it was funny because I was thinking about it as we were talking about yesterday. Um, whether you like it or not, it's actually something we've required that one of our kids do as a... <laughs> as a punishment. <laughs> as a punishment. You have to read it one chapter a month for the rest of the year because there's 12 chapters. And then write an essay on each. And we don't care if they agree with it or not, but just read it. And it's, yeah. yeah, we think it's, it's a good exercise. Um, I was thinking about that and how... You know, here I am driving the kids all over to their activities and I'm not getting, where's my activity? That's why, you know, at times I'm like, no, I need to go and work out. I need to go do this and I'm not going to do this for you because I need to take care of myself. I'm getting really moody. And, you know, and Hudson, I think he really understands it and appreciates it because he gets really moody and and see if he doesn't burn some energy. Mm -hmm. He gets really upset, right? And. And I, I, I'm actually really glad he's that kind of kid than somebody that's quite content sitting in front of a TV. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's it's quite true. P- parents fall into that trap. And so making that a priority, it's just, you know, once you set it in stone or you, you put it in, into action. Um, but it's, it's a worthwhile investment, you know, even if you're going to the gym, sign up for like a, a program within it, yeah. just to make sure you do go. Um, because the social piece, I think just makes it much more of a reason to join and more fun and mm. whether you do go for drinks after or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's, you're getting out. Yeah. Well, this one of the things like, uh, uh, I, I'm not going to go in the deep rabbit hole of like you know, sort of issues I have with the programming with like CrossFit, for instance. Right. But they are the goddamn kings. Of tribe. Yeah. And community. Yeah, it's really good. Because it's always group classes. You're working with the same group all the time. Yeah. You know, there's there's like both. Camaraderie. Camaraderie (laughs) and competition. Yeah. You know, Um, so it's one of those things like the people show up. Oh, I will say, because um, I was uncertain of how this was really going to go, um, I bought the Neil Tax. The Tax Neil. Tax yeah. Neil, thank you. Trainer yep. for my bike um, to help me continue you know, riding this winter. And so along with it, you have to subscribe to a platform out there. So I subscribed to Ruby, and, um, which you know has a bunch of videos of real live rides. So it's not cartoonish mm-hmm. and you can either ride with other people or you ride with ghost riders. Um, I tell you, it really motivates me. Yeah. Like normally I just do a zone two ride. You know, it's hard for me to get to my heart rate. I do like how the unit, you know, automatically programs in intervals yeah. with hills, you know. So it's, you just do. And because there's these other riders there <laughs> and they're always around you. You know, uh, it it pushed it pushes me. I never worked that hard. Like, I think I was doing a VO two max workout one day, and uh, I would never do that on my own. So yeah. that was great. Yeah, like getting me. You know, the, the computer tricked me. Yeah, 
to actually work a lot harder than what I would normally do on my own. Yeah, because basically so with this unit, uh, you take the rear wheel off your bike and mount your bike right on it. Yeah. And it's got a set of gears, so your chain is driving the unit directly. Um, I, and it's basically, it's it's an awesome. It's good. Um, I will say as a new, a relatively new um, indoor rider, you know, using a trainer, I think there's some improvements to all you, you know, innovative, you know, innovation CTOs out there. Um, I think they should have goggles and do the whole AR VR thing with the wind in the goggles so that it feels like you're riding yeah. and you're completely immersed. I mean, because that's, you know, that's the part that I love is when you're out there and feeling the fresh air on your face and they should have it completely all set up, at least with the, the goggles. I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because as somebody who stared at a blank wall riding a trainer for the better part of 20 years. Yeah, but you and a bunch of people have had PTSD from that. Like, yeah. I, that's all I hear from people who used to race competitively and they yeah. used to train like their asses off. Yeah. And they never want to go back. Yeah, because the thing is, this actually seems to make it fun. Right. We did it because you had to, or else you were going to get your ass kicked come spring. You're going to get your ass kicked anyway, but it just gets kicked less. But did you find when you were doing that, people would just bring their trainers to each other's homes and work out together? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, I ran into the thing, a lot of my training was on my own. Right. Because when I was doing group stuff, I was coaching. Yeah. Right. So... It'd be one of those things where I'd just be in the back of the shop, you know, um, the only thing I had going for me is if it was after hours, Mm -hmm. I could crank the tunes, Yeah, you know, uh, but hell half the time it was just in my own basement at home. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Watching TV, I suppose. No, I didn't have a TV. Hmm. No, little staring at the wall. You know, earbuds in maybe. Right. You know. Yeah. Back when it was iPods, you remember those? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Early on, it was Walkmans. <laughs> I know, eh? Yeah. 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 So, anyways, I found that to be really a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, another trick to get you to try a little harder when. You may not find, you know, being yeah. on a trainer in general not great, as as great or, you know, not, not the not, same. Not as, as fun a, as riding outside, yeah. Of course not, right? And, but, um, yeah, I think I think having, like, you know, a couple, really, in a sense, we, we've, for us, laid out almost the perfect thing. A couple times a week, if I can get your ass into the basement first thing in the morning, right? Yeah. A couple times, you get on the trainer couple times we go to the climbing gym yeah i'm trying to work out the more am walking or something you know i think that um i used to do it yeah you know with a weighted vest and my hiking poles didn't think anything of it and listen to some music go for about 35 minutes it was great yeah um get those steps in after meals i think is nice Mm -hmm. but just from a relaxation like a mood I think it's a great way to start the day. Yeah, because are you still listening to your Buddhist podcasts with that weird ass Australian? I can't remember the name of that. Uh, no, because uh. I can't remember. 
I'll, I'm sure I could find it. He's 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 quite popular and he's funny. He's just very lighthearted and funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I really enjoyed him. Yeah. You know, because that was sort of one of the things you were always listening to for a while. I was. And it was at a time that I was going through a lot of anxiety. You know, um, I find I found it tremendously because it was just getting out of my own head. Yeah. Having a different lens on the world. Right. Yeah. So, again, mental health. Right. Um, taking a step back from how you look at things. Yeah, I find that that's really helpful to set your day. Yeah. Well, so basically we would like to hear from you guys. Like what do you do to make it through? Uh that does not involve just sitting uh and you know watching a marathon of Lord of the Rings while eating giant bowls of ice cream. Um although that does sound fun, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> uh you know. Um yeah, so if you guys have any any uh, ways that you cope with this time of year, the the sad, the seasonal affected disorder, we'd love to hear about it. Um, you guys can always reach out to us on Instagram. It is livewild underscore radio, uh, livewild radio on Facebook, livewildradio.com is our home on the internet where you can get our podcasts if you're not getting them off the Spotify or the Apple podcasts or the Google podcast. No, Google podcast is turning into YouTube podcasts. I, everything keeps changing in the world. Um, yeah. And for anybody who wants more information about uh, my coaching programs, they are on livewildradio.com as well. And if you go uh, to our website, a handy little pop-up will pop um, and offer you a free download of our Turning Back the Clock ebook um, mm. on using the power of exercise to look and feel 20 years younger. <laughs> I don't think that's the actual tag for it, but yeah. you know, but it's turning back the clock. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is available. Um, and uh yeah, can you believe like this is episode like 102? I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so not like the, it's not the episode 5000 of like Joe Rogan's no, show. No, no. But we're not getting none of that Spotify money, so. That's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll still do our civilian jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh So get out there and move. Yeah. They'll make you feel better. And don't forget to work hard and play dirty. <laughs>